telling you, friend, it'd be a hopeless and helpless day without the Lord. Man, it's great to have Him. I hope you know Him this morning. I hope He's your Savior. Amen. I thank the Lord that we're able to come and worship God together this morning. Amen. That's what we've come for is to magnify and lift His name up. You notice I got two waters up here. Don't be in a hurry. Amen. We ain't going nowhere fast. Amen. I'm just picking. Turn your Bibles this morning, please, to Psalm chapter 31. Psalm chapter number 31 and verse number 1, if you will. And while you're flipping there, has anybody got anything on your heart you need to do this morning? I just thank God that he took care of me, and I thank him for the church. I've, got, I've had so many blessings, and y'all will never know how much I appreciate this church and the people it's in. Amen. Amen. It's good to have Miss Linda back. Amen. I missed her for a while, for a good while. We've got two hoplongs now. Amen. One of them's getting on the men, the other one's working on it. Amen. Anybody else got anything? Amen. All that can and are able this morning, uh, if you would please stand. Psalm chapter number 31. Psalm chapter number 31. Let's look here. If you found your place, say amen. 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 All right, Psalm 31, the Bible says this. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Notice that the Bible said thy righteousness. Hey, we're not righteous. No, not one. But I'm glad in him is righteousness this morning. The Bible says, Bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for a house of defense to save me. Well, like verse number three. For thou art, the, thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privately for me, for thou art my strength. Hey, you know what David's doing here? He's simply saying, thank you, Lord. He says, you are the rock of my salvation. You are my fortress. But here in verse number one, he says this. He says, in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. And then he cries out and says, let me never be ashamed. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Your Lord, most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we come to you, Father, this morning, thanking you, Lord, for your mercy, God, for your grace. Father God, we thank you for your darling Son, Jesus Christ. God, it's good to be joint heirs with Him. Enjoy the benefits. And Father God, we just thank you and praise you this morning for being saved. And Father God, we pray that you help us as your people. God, to never be ashamed of you. Oh, Father, help us, God, to never, ever uh, want to cast your name aside, for you never cast us out. Father God, we pray that you'd help us in these days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I want to preach to you this morning on this thought. Let us never be ashamed of the Lord. Let us never be ashamed of the Lord. Now I'm going to give you some history this morning, some facts on the book of Psalms, and then I want to get into our context here and see what it is this morning 
that God has in store for us. Now, it's interesting to know this morning, uh, I've said some of this before, just kind of calming my nerves a little bit, but uh, some interesting things to know about this book of Psalms this morning that you might not know is that the book of Psalms is broken down into basically five books this morning. Now, it helps you and I this morning as we study the book of Psalms to know that it's broken down that way. Now, I don't have time to go into great detail about all this this morning, but you would find the first book of the book of Psalms in chapters 1 through 41. Now you would see that in those Psalms this morning, uh, that David uh, wrote those book of Psalms there. And then you would find book number 2, if you will, uh, the book of Psalms, you would find in chapters 42 through 72. And you would see that they were written by David and Korah. Book number 3 of the book of Psalms this morning, you would find in chapters 73 through 89. And those Psalms are written by a man named Asaph. Now, book number 4 of the book of Psalms, you would find in chapters 90 through 106. And you would see that those Psalms are anonymous this morning. We don't know who humanly wrote those Psalms, but we know that Jesus Christ, by the Spirit of God, put those Psalms in His Word. Now, book number 5 of the book of Psalms, I guess you could say, you would find in chapters 107 through 150. And you'll see those Psalms this morning are written by David, and some of those Psalms are anonymous as well. Now I know that's a lot to take in, but it helped you to break down as you study God's Word uh, those book of Psalms. And if you didn't take all that in, you'd see me at the church and we'll help you along with that. But listen, this morning, it's interesting to know this morning uh, that this book of Psalms is the one of the most used books in the Word of God. I've said that before, but it's in this book this morning uh, that you and I can find help as we go through struggles and as we go through trials in this land. It's in the Psalms this morning that we see a people that have problems in their land. And, but most of the time, you know what we see in the problems this morning? In the book of Psalms, we see people crying out. And we see people worshiping God through their struggles, through their trials, through their mistakes. They still yet say, I just want to bless your name, oh God. You know what we ought to say this morning, Brother David got up here and he said, we ought to give thanks in everything. You know what we ought to do in trials? We ought to say, thank you, Lord. Hey, you've let me live through the trial. Amen. We ought to say, hey, in our mistakes, when He chases us, you know what we ought to do? Thank you, Lord. You're showing me yours. You're showing me that I'm yours. Amen. If you take a whooping from God, amen, when you mess up, you can bet your bottom dollar you his. Amen. But as you and I come to this Psalm chapter 31, uh, we see here a man this morning named David, and he's struggling this morning uh, in this Psalm. Now look here this morning, it's here that we see David, the man that wrote this Psalm. Well, how do you know that? Well, look here in your... Uh, uh, if you're the head of this Psalm, the Bible says to the chief musician... A Psalm of David. So we know that David wrote this psalm. But we'll see this this morning that David, this very psalm, is facing some trouble in his life. He's going through something here. Now listen, we'll see all this unfold in verses 9 through 13. Look at this with me. David says this, Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. Mine eye is consumed with grief. Yea, my soul and my belly. Now what does that mean? He's consumed with grief. Well, if you go to a restaurant and you consume something, 
You eat it. He's ate up with grief here. Grief is on his mind. It's consuming David in this song. He says this uh, in verse number 10. For my life is spent with grief and my years with sign. My strength faileth because of mine iniquity. And my bones are consumed. David said I was a reproach among all my enemies. But especially among my neighbors and a fear to mine acquaintance. They that did see me without fled from me. Verse number 12 said, I am forgotten as a dead man. Out of mine, I'm like a broken vessel. You know when God uses people the most is when they're broken. Amen. But David here, it says, I'm like a broken vessel. Verse 13, For I had heard the slander of many. Fear was on every side. While they took counsel together against me, they devised to take away my life. David in this psalm is going through troubles and trials and problems in his life. And friend, there are times in all of our lives this morning that we go through troubles and trials and heartaches and heartbreaks and we face things that we never thought we'd have to face before, do we not? But friend, that verse lets me know this morning here uh, that he's going through some times. You know, the Bible said in Job 14 and verse number 1, Man that is born of woman is still days and full of trouble. Friend, I'm telling you, our days on this earth are numbered. Uh, they're short. You say 76 to 80 son, almost 90 is a very short time. I'm 33 years old, and it's going to feel probably about like next week I'll be 50 years old. And that's not that old, amen. But friend, listen this morning. It lets us know that our days are numbered, that our days are short. Hey, I'm telling you this morning, if you're lost, your days on earth may be few. We don't know. Hey, we could die tomorrow. We could die today. We don't know. But our days are short and they're full of trouble. And if you live your life for God, I'm telling you, it's going to be a battle. But I'm telling you this morning, I'd rather have a battle all my life than go to hell with the devil for the rest of it. Amen. Amen. It'll be worth it in the end. But friend, just living for God was far better off for David. Amen. And, and David messed up in his life, but living for God is better than living for the devil. I'll guarantee you that. But friend, because David served God in his life, now David's here, he's having problems. But David's seen giants conquer. Living for God? Hey, has, has God ever conquered any giants in your life? Hey man, He has in mind. Hey, I've seen things I didn't think that was, uh, that was even able to be done and God done it. Right here, but Miss Linda faced a giant, didn't you? Hey man, she had surgery on her leg. Guess what God done? God in the church this morning. Hey, I'm telling you, friend, we face giants in this life. But sometimes, living for God, we see them conquered. Hallelujah for that. God does the conquering. Amen. So David here, we see that because he served God, he had problems. But he is a man after God's own heart. God looked at David and said, David, I love you. I am child of God. God looks at you and he says, I love you. Amen. But it's here in this psalm that David experiences some things that you and I experience in life as well. Now listen to me, David's experience here, he experiences sorrow, and he experiences shame. 
That's what I want to look at this morning. As you and I look at our context, we see David's not full, only full of grief here. He's swallowed up by grief. But friend, listen, the Bible says verses 9 through 10. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. My eyes consume with grief. Yea, my soul and my belly, for my life is spent with grief. And my tears was sighing, my strength faileth because of mine iniquity. And my bones are consumed. David here is experiencing pain in his life. And I cannot help but think this morning, well, David said it himself. He said, I'm experiencing this pain because of sin that I've allowed in my life. And I say to you this morning, sin will cause you pain in your life. Especially if you're a child of God. But David's whole being has been consumed with grief that he's feeling at this very moment. Now let me say this. Just because you suffer don't mean you sin. You, you suffer things. We suffer things because of what happened to them. Amen. We're going to suffer things. Brother J.R.'s talked about this morning. But here's David. He's crying out to the Lord and we see that he's ashamed. Of some sin that he's committed in his life. He said, I've done wrong. He said, I'm suffering. Friend, how great would it be today in America if folks would wake up and realize that they are sinners? How great would it be this morning hey, for folks just to stand up and say, you know what? I was wrong. Hey, we're living in a day and time and in a nation when America says abortion and killing babies is right and it's wrong. We're living in a day and time. Hey, I just looked the other day or last night and got home and seen that some little uh, pop star on Disney, she's come out of the closet. And they're saying, oh, it's okay. It's not okay. It's a shame. Amen. Uh, Jojo Siwa or whatever her name is. That's where we're at. Let's say it's okay. How great would it be this morning if folks would get ashamed of sin again? How, how, I mean, friend, listen, we're sinners. And sin ought to shame us. Hey man, we're living in a day and time where people walk around half naked and half dressed. They don't care about nothing. I'm not being judgmental. Hey, listen to me. Uh, Adam and Eve, when they were naked in the garden, the first thing they want to do is cover up. We're living in a day and time where folks don't want to cover up. They're not ashamed of sin. What's biblical nakedness? I didn't mean to go here. What is it? What does it mean to be naked? Biblical nakedness. The thighs must be covered. That's all I can find. Whoa, my mind. I'm not going. Yeah, I am too. I'm going to have fun for a minute. Booty shorts is nakedness. Amen. I'm just telling you, hey, listen, we got folks uh, sending pictures back and forth. Uh, their shirts are off. Nobody cares. Hey, I'm telling you, take the shirt off till the marriage time. Amen. Well, nobody got that to me. Listen to me, Freon. Here's David. He's crying out. He says, I'm ashamed. But he cries out and says, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Let me never be ashamed of you. Oh, friend, listen to me. You know what our problem is today? We're ashamed of the wrong thing. Sin don't shame us. But Lord, <laughs> when's the last time that we walked through a grocery store singing amazing praise? 
Amen. When's the last time we went to a place and said, hey, I just want to tell you what Jesus has done for me? Hey, when's the last time we looked and somebody was asking us a question, but we were ashamed and we were scared? Hey, we've become like Peter and I Christ three times. Amen. We've become like you. We said, Lord, I can't confess you because the world hates you. Hey, friend, listen, the world don't like it, but we ought to. We're ashamed. And David cries out, I've sinned, I've messed up, but Lord, Lord, look, Psalm 31, in thee, oh Lord, do I put my trust? And David's crying out, let me never, let me never, ever, never be ashamed of you. You know what that tells me? No matter who's in the government, don't be ashamed of the Lord. No matter who's the workplace that don't like it, don't be ashamed of Him. Why, preacher? Well, let's look at three things God gave me. We'll go to the house. In Him, we've put our trust. Number two, this morning, in Him is all mercy. How can we be ashamed of a God that is full of mercy? Number three, this morning, in Him is preservation. How can we be ashamed of a God that preserves us? Hey, friend, listen. Look, number one, and with me here, in Him we have put our trust. Listen, David said, Lord, let me not be ashamed of you. The Bible said in verse number one, in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. My friend, we should not ever be ashamed of the one this morning that we placed our trust. Friend, that word trust means confidence. It means a reliance or resting of the man on the integrity. You know what? When I think of Christ, my mind is rest. Amen. Not in a rest, not in a dead rest, not a lazy rest. But I ain't thinking about none of this other mess because my mind's on Him. I'm telling you this morning, friend, if we keep our mind on Christ, hey, friend, our mind's at rest. That word trust means confidence. He's who we put our confidence in. Not in man this morning. Hey, this Word of God's not man's Word. It's God's Word. Our confidence is in Him. It means this, uh, friendship. A friend that's even closer. J.R. I'm telling you, friend, He'll be with you when you're in the hospital. He'll be with you when you're down. He'll be with you everywhere. It's in Him we put our trust. Amen. Why would we be ashamed of a friend like that? And this man said, Jesus Christ is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Noah Webster said that. Friend, our trust has not been put in man this morning. Hey, man will let you down. You put your trust in me, and I guarantee you, I will let you down. I am just a man. But I'm telling you, there's a great God in heaven this morning, and He'll not ever let you down. Hey, not one time has He ever cast me out. Not one time has He ever forsaken me. Not one time has He ever said, I don't want you. He says, I want you. Amen. Friend, He'll never cast us out. Our great and mighty God this morning is the one who'll never leave us. Hey, He's the one that answers prayer. How many times has He answered prayer for you? How many times has He done the unthinkable? How many times has He done the unimaginable? Friend, as David cries out to God, I'm glad, friend, that we're serving the same God that David cried out to, and which you and I can cry out to as well. We ain't crying out to Buddha this morning. We ain't crying out to the government this morning. 
Who are we crying out to? God. I like that word, don't you? I don't like it used in vain, but I like it when we're talking about Him. Our God. Whoa, friend. Me. Boy. Hey, Brandon got the conversation last night about evolution. We ain't serving the God of evolution, all Brandon. No, friend, we're serving the God that created the heaven and the earth. Hey, He made it all. That's our God. Hey, friend, now listen here. He's the one that hears our prayers. The Bible said, verse number 2, David said, bow down thine ear to me speedily. Now, friend, I don't think if David was talking to some little God, that he would have said, bow down your ear to me. They used to pray to statues in those times. He'd be bowing down to that statue. He is here begging God to bow down his ear to him. You know what he does when we go to the throne room of grace? You know what he does when we go to the old fashioned altar? Our God bows down. He said, That's one of mine. Hey man, friend, if David was praying to some statue be bound down, that shows us this morning that our God is listening when we pray. You say, but preacher, it's 2021. What's God doing? He's listening. He's seeing everything going on. And not, friend, He knows where you and I are at. He knows if we're serving Him. But let us not be ashamed. Let us not be ashamed of Him. Friend, David was saying, let me not be ashamed. He's here praying to the Lord. And I believe the Lord's up in heaven listening to David's prayer. One of His is calling out. He's not turning a blind eye to us, friend. And what you and I ought to do is not be ashamed. But friend, I'm telling you, there's people this morning, if you pray, they think it's a weakness. Oh, they're weak. Faith is says, we don't need to pray. There's no God to pray to. Well, you're weak. It's a weakness. Well, is it? You, you really think about it, is it? Where are we going when we pray? Place of power. Hey, I'm telling you, friend, I've read book after book of these men of God who pray. And they wrote down things God's done for them. Hey, we got a book called the Bible where people have prayed. That shows God answering their prayer. Hey, friend, I'm telling you this morning. You know what? It's not a place of weakness. Hey, friend, this is where we can get around the throne room of God. Where Jesus Christ sits on the right hand of the Father. And we can go to Him in prayer. And we can talk to God. Well, will God speak to our hearts? Hey, man, friend, the Bible says in 1 Peter 5 and 7, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Friend, what are we doing when we pray Him? Going into the place of power, into the place of trust, into the one that can help us, into the one who can give us strength to carry on in the days, because it's in Him we put our trust. Friend, we ought not to ever be ashamed. Why? He answers when we pray. Has He answered prayers for you? He has say amen. That's a testimony, right? Why would we be ashamed of him? Why would we be scared to talk about him? Hey, it's prayer. That's our resources. You and I should never be ashamed to use the power of prayer. It's not weakness, friends. The power of God. We've got more power this morning than any president's God. We've got more power this morning than any government's God. How's that preacher? We get on our face and we crawl on our knees and we say, bow down 
and listen to what I'm saying. Oh, friend, sometimes he answers with a yes. Sometimes he answers with a no. We don't like the no's, but he knows best. Amen. Don't let people call you weak because you pray. Listen, not only should we be a, not be ashamed of the Lord because he's the one that answers prayers. Look at this. The Bible says in verse number 2. Be thou my strong rock for a house of defense to save me. Well, we should be ashamed of God as well because our God is the rock this morning. What's that mean, preacher? He's our strong rock. You know, we can go out here and we can kick gravel around. Christ ain't a rock like that. He's our rock. Well, what does that mean, friend? We're doing a Bible study at the house not long ago with our little girl. And we took some Legos. She said, Daddy, what's a, what's a foundation? I said, okay. Well, Christ the rock is our foundation. Amen. Amen. If you lay anything else, you, you build on hay, stubble, wood, and that's going to fall to the ground. But we showed her what a foundation is, those Lego blocks. And we was building that thing up and we gave her the example of a bad foundation. A bad foundation, it fell over. She said, Dad, that didn't work. I said, no, honey, it did. Then we built one with a square foundation. We put those blocks on there, and she was building that thing up, and she understood what a foundation it was. And then we looked at a, another example as well. I can't remember right now what it was, but we seen that foundation. And she looked at that, and she's six-year-old. And she said, Daddy, that's a strong foundation. I'm telling you this morning, I've got a rock that will not move. I've got a rock that will not budge. I've got a rock this morning that will not change. Hey, when the winds come in and the floods come and the shrouds come in our land, hey, you know what? Who never changes? It's our God this morning. He's there for us. He cares for us. He loves us and He cannot be moved. Hey, when the devil comes in, thank God. Hey, Christ can't be moved. I'm telling you, friend, when Satan comes in, tries to tell you you're lost, you've got a foundation. Hey, it's Him this morning. The Bible said this in Matthew 7, 24 and 25, Therefore whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Christ is our rock. Bible said in Ephesians 2, 19 and 21. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Well, knowing that Christ won't fall, knowing that Christ won't fail, knowing that the devil tried to tempt Christ and he didn't fail there either, knowing that nothing in the world can touch Christ without Christ letting it, Ephesians 2 and 20 says, And are built up on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself, being the chief cornerstone. That was saying, Whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple unto the Lord David is crying out in this psalm for him. He was a man who might have been ashamed of his sin, but he was a man who said, Lord, let me not be ashamed of you. He said, I know I put my trust in you. He said, I know you're my rock. Hey, friend, I'm telling you this morning, he's our rock, so why would we be ashamed? David cried out to the Lord before my mind takes me back to Goliath and David. Now you think about this. David better had all that armor on him. And he 
put it on the ground. It's heavy. He said, forget that. Amen. He said, I come to you in the name that's above every other name. Amen. You know what we do when we pray? We come to the world in a name that's above every other name. Hey, friend, he's above all the weakness. He's above the principalities and powers of the air. He's above anything that could ever happen to us. Hey, friend, I'm telling you, he's our rock. David, friend, took up those stones, uh, that stone there, and he cast it, and the light fell because he came in the name that you and I come in the name of this morning. Who's that? Lord Jesus Christ. He's our rock. He said, David said, Thou, David said, The Philistine, thou comest to me with the sword and with the spear and with the shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. You and I can stand unashamed this morning, just like David can. You know what? We've got to go out in our day. It's called government. No one wants you to believe in God. No one wants you to believe in nothing. They want you to believe that abortion is right. They want you to believe that homosexuality is right. They want you to believe almost that murder is right. But we come to them in a name that they can't withstand. Hey, friend. And we ain't fighting a, a, a physical war, a spiritual one. A friend, listen to me this morning. That sweet name, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus conquered death, conquered hell, and conquered in And we get to come. Listen to me. God's filled me up. We get to come. And we get to gather around an old-fashioned altar. And we get to come to Him. And we get to pray to Him. And we get to come in the power of His name. Thank God. What a rock this morning. He's the King of kings. And the Lord of lords. He's Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. I'm telling you this morning, friend. We've got a rock that can't be shaken. A rock that can't be moved. And friend, it cannot be budged. So why should we be ashamed? Next time that co-worker comes up to you. Amen. And God's pressing on your heart. Speak to him about me. He's the rock. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Oh, we're bad. Amen. We'll go well. Look at the ground. I bet Peter looked at the ground. He said, I don't know. What are you talking about? I said, Jesus wept. I think he's looking down on people tonight. Oh, let us not be ashamed. Let us not be ashamed. David said, I'm crying out to that rock. Look at this. That rock was his defense from his enemies. And friend, aren't you glad this morning he's our defense? Hey, friend, he's the anchor of our soul. And the anchor that's in the rock will never fail. Hey, it's because of my rock, the Lord Jesus Christ, that one of these days, friend, my soul is going to live forever in hell with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, friend, he's our rock. Oh, my. David said, I've got a rock, Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, the Bible said in verse number 3, For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me. 
and guide me. The Bible says in John 16 and 13, how be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, he'll guide you to all truth. Wow. How about that? You know, when you hear something, you say, preacher, that's right. What's happening? The spirit of God is guiding you to the spirit of truth. David said, I've got the rock. He said, I've got the Spirit that guides me in all truth. And friend, listen, it's like my son, we're studying about our Bible. The Bible is the Word of truth. And the Bible said in 1 John 5 and 13, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. If on this morning we've got a rock that can't be moved, knowing that He does not change. You say, preacher, I make stuff. Preacher, I make mistakes. Well, friend, I do too, but in our rock, we're eternally secure and in him. Hey, it cannot be moved. Amen. Oh, friend. Ain't that good? Aren't you glad you don't have to doubt if you say? Why? Because we're not hoping ourselves. We're hoping in the rock. Oh, my. Friend, if you've been fishing very long, you know that if you take a if you take a kayak and pull the river down, and you get you a good anchor and it holds to a rock, the boat ain't going to go anywhere. I'm telling you, get a hold of this. We're anchored in Him. He's our rock. It's not going to move. It's not going to budge. You ain't got to doubt. You know what the devil wants you to do? He wants you to doubt your salvation. He wants you to doubt. But if you come to Him by grace through faith in Him, you're saved. Amen. You did. He did. Hey, I'm glad that our God got us into the truth. He's guiding us in our day into the truth. But friend, I'm telling you, just think of where you and I might have been this morning if we'd have never got in the rock. Think about it. We'd been in hell this morning. Why would we be ashamed? He saved us from hell. Brother Allen got a phone call. What if he got a phone call? Your house is on fire. And here he comes. And he pulls you out of fire. Would you not? You're going to be ashamed of Allen, would you? You say, This is the man right here that saved my life. I'm telling you, Christ pulled you out of fire. We ought to say this is the man right here who can pull you out of the fire. Amen. Friend, listen to me. David said he's my rock. He's my strength. Amen. When you and I face trials, amen, our rocks are strength. Hey, friend, you and me may stumble and fall. I'm glad God picks us up again. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, and He said to me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Hey, you know what? Uh, Miss Linda, I'm going to use you this morning. I've known Miss Linda over and over. And you know what she said? With God, I'm going to be fine. Why? Why? Because he's our rock. He's our strength. David's crying out, Lord, I messed up. Lord, I, I'm ashamed. He said, Lord, let me never be ashamed of you. Let me never be ashamed of you. In him we put our trust. Do you trust Him this morning? Look number two. And in Him is all mercy. If you want another reason not to be ashamed, listen to the Bible, 7 verses 7 through 9. I will be glad and rejoice in Thy mercy. 
For thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities. Uh, the Bible said, And hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. Thou hast set my feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, Lord, Lord, for I am in trouble. Mine eyes consume with grief. Yea, my soul and my belly. Hey, thank God for His mercy this morning. Hey, friends, why should we not be ashamed of Him? He pulled us out of hell in His mercy. Each and every one of us this morning deserves to be in hell with our backdrop. Not able to move, engulfed in flame. Why? Because of what happened. But this morning, there's a man who came for you and for me. And he said, I'm going to give you something you don't deserve. You ever been given something you don't deserve? I have. And you don't know what to do. You say, I don't deserve this. I mean, here's Christ giving us something that we didn't deserve. We deserved hell. David's crying out, Lord, you've got mercy. The Bible says none is good. No, not one. And we're living in a world in the day and time where folks want us to be ashamed. At the schoolhouse, they want you to be ashamed. At the workplace, they don't want you to mention his name. I'm telling you, he gave me something nobody else. He gave me mercy. Undeserved kindness. Out of a place called hell. Friend, if you're lost this morning, I want you to know something. God's got mercy this morning. He's given you undeserved kindness, undeserved favor with God. Hey, aren't you glad this morning that folks, hey, that are saved, aren't you glad we ain't going to hell? Ain't you glad of that? I'm trying to hurry, but the Lord won't let me. Hey, He's full of mercy. The Bible said, I'll be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble. Well, we was in trouble one day, wasn't we? Lost without God. But I'm glad He delivered us out of trouble. Why would we be ashamed of a God like that? Why? Number three. In Him is preservation. Listen, the Bible says in verse 23. Oh, love the Lord, all ye saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Now, I want you to notice something. David's crying out. He said, the Lord rewardeth the faithful. And we ain't half as faithful as we ought to be. But the Lord preserves us anyway. Boy, we don't deserve it. I mean, friend, listen, I, I don't deserve nothing that God's done for me. I don't deserve that. But He's preserving me. That's who they were teaching. We're sealed. Preacher, I stumble. Preacher, I fall. Now listen, I don't give you a license to sin. We don't have a license. But he's preserving us. Better say, until he takes us home. I read on the internet that a can of preserves will stay good to you by popping. 
one of these days, our redemption is going to be full. Our adoption is going to be full. And we're going to be with him forever. And never, I know that's ain't what this is. It's out of context and in context, I guess, if you will. A friendless. Bible said, O love the Lord, all ye saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Another reason that we shouldn't be ashamed this morning is we're sealed. Our redemption is drawing nigh. Look at the times as they're closing in. It's getting closer. Why would we be ashamed? See, this world's not our home. We're just passing through. Oh, we're preserved. We're sealed. We're secure in the rock. We can pray. We put our trust in Him. Why would we be ashamed of Him? Why? Why would we be ashamed of Him? Hopefully, we can talk about all kinds of things. But heaven forbid of it, we talk about Him. Ain't that right? We talk about TV shows. Things. I'm not being mean. I like all that stuff. Hey, we talk about this. Wow. How much we talk about it? Oh, listen to David. Listen here. It's sinking in. It's getting quiet. In thee, O oh Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. They've said, God, I've done some things wrong. I'll be ashamed. He said, Lord, let me never be ashamed of you. Let's all stand. Head bowed, eyes closed. Brother Shane, you get us home.